welcome to the Nerd Party. Maximum warp. Punch it. Punch it. Punch it, Bishop! Punch it. Punch that shit! Let's punch it. Hello, everybody at home, and welcome. This is Punch It! Writing in Star Trek. I am your co-host, Tristan Riddell, and with me, as always, is... Charlene Schmidt. Charlene Schmidt, you are very dear to me, as well as this show, and I cannot oh. wait to talk about Star Trek this week, specifically what we would like to see come to Star Trek in the future in reference to shows, whether it's CBS All Access or other things. But before we get into that, I think we need to update our listeners on how we're digging Star Trek Discovery so so a couple of weeks ago, we talked about what our favorite episodes were or what our favorite episode was, and we've had a couple of more since then. So do you have a new new episode that's taken the top spot? <laughs> well, first off, you are very dear to me, too. I love you dearly. I missed you, you last week because you were very ill, and I'm glad you're yeah, doing better. Yeah, I forgot to talk about that, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, not good times in the Riddell household. I'm, I'm glad you're better. You look good. I'm glad you're alive. And we're here talking Star Trek once again. I don't know if I have a favorite. You know, the thing is, as we go along in this story this season, I'm thinking, yes, yes, this is interesting. I'm enjoying it. Does one stick out more than the other? That's where I'm a little unsure. I might not have a definitive answer until we're done with the season, to be honest. What about you? I think that's incredibly fair, and I think that's incredibly smart, because I feel like a lot of people, I, I'm, I'm seeing this this term pop up online a lot. What, what, what's it called? A, a, a mediacy syndrome or a recent recency? bias? Recency bias? That's yeah, what it is. That recency it is. bias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm seeing a lot of people come up, like, say that because people are so, and this is not a knock. People are so jazzed that we're getting new Star Trek every single week that... <laughs> Everything new is their is their favorite thing, is the best new thing. Every new episode uh-huh. is the best episode of Star Trek ever. And if 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 that is how you feel, if you get that jazzed every single week, I say more power to you. I would never take that away from you. Um it's it's just it's just really interesting because like there are certain times when I'm like, oh, that episode wasn't very good, or that w- episode was okay. And then I log on Twitter and people are like, oh my god, my face is melting off. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Every week we get that little stream of people who are saying, yes, this is the best thing ever. And I totally agree with you. If that's how people feel, hey, let them be. Let them be happy about something in the world because we need that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, personally, I'm not that jazzed, but I am super excited that we have new Star Trek coming to us every week. Don't get me wrong. This is a great time to be a Star Trek fan. And the deeper we go into Discovery, the more that I love this show. I really do. I do think our latest episode that we've seen, it's Light and Shadows, it's episode seven. I think this was a really big turning point. And I think when we see the, like when we see the season in its completion, I think we will see just how important it is. It does seem like we're turning mm-hmm. a corner. I find that extraordinarily exciting. <laughs> I with this one, I thought it was yeah, with this latest episode, I thought it was I thought it was okay to good. Like I was just like, oh, this has some really interesting elements. It seems a little all over the place. Uh but a lot of like overall, happen. I think it was a cool 
was a cool story. Like the A plot is definitely better than the B plot. There's certain times when um, Star Trek has always had A plot, B plot, but there's certain times I feel like some. I just want them to focus on the A plot. I was like, just just go with this. <laughs> just go with the A plot. It's more than enough right. material to deal with an entire episode. But regardless, yeah, yeah. I, I never really answered your question. Nothing has yet to touch the season opener for me. Brother, you know what? I still love Brother as well. It's still way high up on my list if I am ranking them. That was just so good and so intense. And you know what, though? I think you are right. They are trying to move, I think, maybe a little too fast on certain things with Discovery. They could take their time just a Mm -hmm. little bit more, and it would be okay. They can slow down a little. As I've talked about with a few friends online, that it feels like they're trying to put 90 minutes worth of material into 50. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, and it's starting to show. And I just like... I feel like you either need to simplify a few things or, you know, get some more budget (laughs) and and add some time or more episodes or something like that. Because, and obviously money is always a question, but it's just like, I really like the stories that they're telling, but I think season two is going to be remembered for its pacing issues, if anything. Maybe so. I think really, yeah, if there's anything we can get out of it so far is, I agree, the stories are fantastic, but let them breathe a little bit. Let these characters process what is happening to them because so much is happening to them. Can we pause for just a moment and reflect on what's going on before we go on to the next incredibly cool thing? Yeah, absolutely. I I echo those sentiments exactly. Now, one thing, like talking about new Star Trek and getting jazzed about new Star Trek, news is starting to trickle out little by little about the Picard show. And I think the, the, the latest information is that, like, we have no idea who the showrunner is gonna be, but we do know that, uh, we, we do know who's going to direct the pilot. Yes, we do. And uh, that person is Hanel Culpepper, and she's going to helm the first two episodes of the Star Trek of the Picard show. And she's the first woman to direct a pilot or de- or a, a debut episode of Star Trek in the entire franchise history. Yeah. So yay. That's pretty amazing. But that's all that we know. There's some rumors <laughs> swirling around. Like there's some people who s- said that they found like a treatment and some costume designs or something like that. But I think that turned out to be bunk. And so it's just, it's so tight-lipped. And it makes me wonder, why is it like, because if you already have a director, obviously you have a direction. So what is going on? Like I'm not <laughs> saying I need to know everything. I, I'm 100% okay with being in the dark. I really am. It just makes me wonder what is their motivation for keeping it such a secret. I think, honestly, it's just they're keeping their cards so close to the vest because people are so excited about it. They're going to just give us the smallest little carrot dangled in front of us uh, until it's time to start releasing episodes, I think. At this point, we're still so far away that they don't want to give away too much. Yeah. We have... Only the sketchiest of details, which is going to affect our topic at hand for this week, at least in terms of one of my pitches for a possible show. Let's go ahead and go into that, since there's so little to talk about with Star Trek Picard. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, I want to know a whole bunch too, but at the same time, you know what? At the same time, I think, well, we don't have to know. We don't necessarily have the right to know. 
And you know <laughs> what? Maybe it's better off as a surprise. One thing that I've done with Discovery this whole time is I've tried to go in as spoiler-free as possible. I think that has only increased my enjoyment of the show. So you don't watch trailers or anything? I try really hard not to get spoiler images, trailers, nothing. I ignore the rumor mills like the plague. I can't not watch a trailer. It's impossible for me. <laughs> it, I, I wish I could be that way where I'm just like, oh, well, there's a new trailer out. Well, I won't watch it. No, at the moment it comes like because on I don't know if it's this if it's if this is the same way on CBS All Access. But on Amazon, the trailer for the next episode is always right after the episode that you just watched. Oh, it is. And I'm usually, nope, 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 nope. I can't, can't get to the remote fast enough. You know, what's so funny is this is the polar opposite of what I used to do in the 90s and the DS9 and Voyager days. They would release online the little teeny, teeny, teeny quick time video trailer a little earlier and I would be such a junkie to download that as fast as I could on my 28.8 baud modem. So it would take a good, you know, half an hour to download this teeny little video clip. But, oh, man, I would drool over that stuff. I was a huge junkie. And it's so strange. I think in the age of where everything is so immediate, I'm more, I'm, I'm having that knee-jerk reaction of, oh, okay, I need to pause. No, let's take our time. Let's go in. Let's make it a surprise. It's kind of like Christmas presents. I want it to be a surprise. I don't want to know what it is before I open it. Nah. Like the like all those red angel theories that you're hearing. Like it's <laughs> it's yes. fun to speculate. Like I really like the joke posts. Me you know, too. Like I, those are great. Like I really enjoy those, but I don't want to hear Here's the thing is that like I hate saying this out loud because I love people who theorize and talk and like especially in the age of like shows like Westworld where you're just like oh I wonder what this means and you know how this is going to happen but speaking of Westworld like there was a time when a, a, a co-worker came to me and said like oh I think this person is this and I was just like ah you know I don't know we, we don't know and it turned out to be right and so I wasn't surprised because it was always in the back of my brain uh -huh. and I was just like Dang it, it's like it's not his fault because it's just conjecture, but at the same time, it does inhibit certain people from their enjoyment. And with the Red Angel, I, I'm just like, all these theories have been ridiculous, but then somebody posted like a, a theory that was legit. And I was just like, I'm going to be pissed if this is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> or conversely, maybe with certain theories, you get pissed when it's not that because it's so brilliant. Oh, oh, yes, that's, yes, that can absolutely happen where something way lamer in the show happens and you're just like, this would have been so much cooler. Right, right. I mean, we do that all the time on Punch It. We take stuff that needs a little bit of love and turn it into gold, if I do say so myself. After this season, uh, once Red Angel is revealed, if Red Angel is revealed in this season, we are going to, if it's lame, we're going to definitely have to punch that up with like, <laughs> we're going to have to have an episode that's a list of way cooler Red Angel <laughs> identities that wasn't used in the show. I'm on board for that. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> now that said, let's start the show. Let's start the show. So, Shar, it sounds like you already have something in the chamber. So how about you fire away? Okay. This is a concept that may or may not work in conjunction with the Picard show, depending entirely on what they do. And of course, we know nothing, so I have no idea if this would even work or not. But my concept, my idea is it's taking place in the same time as the Picard show, same series of events even, but from a different perspective. We've never had a Star Trek show 
that comes from the perspective of the other. Okay, so like like when people pitch a Klingon show. Right. So we know we're going to have the Picard show talking. I'm, I'm, I, what I've heard is it's going to have something to do possibly with the Romulans and what has happened with all that blah, 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 blah. So yeah. what is going on from their perspective? I would love to see that like almost in conjunction or just after the Picard show of short-lived series. I don't think this is something that would last a long time, but I want to see just how differently they see things as opposed to how we see things from the Picard perspective because Picard's the hero. But what if they think they're the heroes? Because they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've never done think- that. And so you know what? I think it's time. And with all these sort of like weird branches they're going into in the Star Trek universe with CBS All Access, I could totally see this happening. What do you think? I think, here's the thing. This is, I, th- I, I think it's a great idea. And the problem is when you're dealing with live action and not like a CGI show or an animated show or something like that or a novel, would you have a show that needs the cast 100% of the cast to be in prosthetic makeup 100% of the time it's a very hard thing to do to pull off and that's that's just the thing though is that the, the idea has merit that's a great idea because the ha- showing the duality of it showing the behind the scenes showing the other side having you know if you can actually write it appropriately where you can actually sympathize with people who are the quote-unquote others or who are the quote-unquote villains. And so it just adds shades of gray. It's fantastic when that can be done and done well. But to put an entire show behind it, there may be, like that's the kind of thing that is only for die-hard fans. And that's <laughs> it. Because <laughs> you would oh, never, man, you right. would very, it would be very hard to get a new audience to that because who would they identify with? They're like, oh, the guy with the bumpy forehead? That's kind of weird. And again, like, I'm sure <laughs> yeah. that there are Star Trek fans who are listening to this kind of rolling their eyes at what I'm saying, but I'm from a TV production, real-world standpoint, that is a hard show to pitch and make. And there's a reason why all the captains are human and why all the protagonists are human and the first officers are mostly human. Like we like, there's a reason why because we are a human audience. It's true. We've I'm got saying? that immediate bias. I mean, oh god, you make so many points. Dang it, Tristan, how dare you make sense? <laughs> <laughs> you are right. We are used to having at least some sort of human protagonist in the mix, usually the captain or whoever. And so this is a departure from that, which is a part of why I want it. But you also make a good point that this is for a diehard audience who would watch this in conjunction with the Picard show, the general audience is going to maybe watch the Picard show, but this would be, uh, dare I say, kind of like a bonus to it. And for that reason, this idea alone would get shot down because of the budget constraints, because of all the makeup and prosthetics you'd have to do. You're right. This, uh, man, this is why this hasn't been done before. I think, but what you're talking about would make a great short trek or make a great bonus episode or like you know how every every kind of new age show uh, feels like they have one episode that's a departure. Like every, every prestige show that comes out lately, there's one episode that kind of stands out. There's one episode that uh-huh. we're just like, oh, they used a completely different cast in this episode. That's weird. Or 
they uh, they changed the format or they did something brave. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There's a lot of time when you're just like, oh my God, that was the worst thing ever. Why did they even try to do that? This <laughs> would be a great episode within the Picard show where it's like maybe out of 13 episodes, it would be the 10th episode and uh-huh. or the 8th episode or something like that where it's just like we'd have Picard at the beginning just for a couple seconds to enter something, and then boom, we'd rush over to Romulus. The entire episode would just be Romulans, just the behind the scenes, and we'd learn a little bit more about them and sympathize with them and then set up a little bit more sympathy as the show goes on. So I think that in itself would be great. That's a really good idea. Uh, Babylon 5 did that with the Psychor, one of the bigger nemesis people of, of telepaths, seeing a whole episode from their eyes where they are the hero. They're telling the story where they are in the right. And it's a complete mm-hmm. departure from the narrative before that. So, I mean, that's a, a great possibility there. Or what if it's a series, like a little four-part of short treks released over time, basically the equivalent of an episode, but like 15-minute short stories that build up At- and kind of enhance the Picard story. Like every quarter of the season, so like every four episodes of the Picard show, we get a 15-minute short trick of the others. I think that's, yeah, that's perfect. As basically a supplemental to what we're seeing on the Picard show to enrich the storyline, give us a different perspective, and really complicate us as fans as to who we sympathize with, what's really going on, because it's going to be their side, Picard's side, and then somewhere in the convoluted middle is the truth, right? Now, Battlestar Galactica did a lot of this where they did webisodes. I remember, like, oh. I, they weren't the first to do it, but they definitely made it popular where as the, I think in the off season, they had short little episodes that they only released online. Oh, and cool. I didn't know was, Battlestar did this. Yeah, this was with characters, this was with some side characters that you would see a lot, but never really focused on, and some new characters. And then also, they had a direct-to-DVD movie called The Plan, which was all about the Cylons and their perspective in some of the key moments over the show. It wasn't very good, but it was a good idea. (laughs) But again, it taps into that whole idea of enhancing the other side, different perspective, enriching the story overall. At least that was the intent, maybe not the execution. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, I think that's a great idea, but I think it needs... like. In the realm of modern television, I think what we just described was how we would make it work. Nice. So I've talked for a long time about this little kernel of an idea. Do you have something bigger and better? I it's mine is really boring. It's it's very simplistic <laughs> and it's it's something that I think people are screaming for and have been screaming for ever since Voyager went off the air. Um is well actually I guess ever since Enterprise went off the air. No, Voyager, Voyager, ever since Voyager went off the air. It's, <laughs> I, like, I think I want and people want a show that's in the 24th or 25th century that's just about exploration. And just the same, more of the same crap that we've always loved. No, I, I think that's the thing is that like, I don't want it to just, I don't want to sound like some fanboy because I'm, I'm not. Like I, like I love new and interesting things. I think what they're doing with Discovery is very cool. I think the idea of a Picard show is very cool. But you know that Picard is is going to – they can't just do pure exploration with Picard. It's got to be something else. It's got to be something political. It's got to be grounded. He's an ambassador. Maybe, right? Do they say that? They haven't I said that. I don't think they they've said even he's not said a captain. that. You're, you're they, inserting that in. 
I'm totally inserting that. He's not an ambassador. We don't know if he's an ambassador or not, but we know that he's not a captain. Right. Yeah. We things do, are, all what we know is that things are very different for him. Right. That's what they right, said. Right. And so, um, so what I would love is in conjunction with Picard or a little after Picard is have a show about a ship exploring in the 21st, 25th century and have a completely new cast brand new cast have a little um connection at the beginning like you normally do like voyager leaving deep space nine and um you know picard at the beginning of deep space nine you know lo- those kind of send-offs or like yeah. zephram cochran at the beginning of enterprise all those kind of things i would love those kind of connections don't call it enterprise you know don't call it voyager don't call it anything like that just a brand new ship send it out there explore and have season long arcs like do not do episodic like that's I think that's where my compromise is. Like it's like don't give me the same old stuff, the same old crap that we love. Don't give me Voyager 2.0, don't give me the next <laughs> generation 2.0. Give me an exploration show where basically it's like some people are going to cringe at this, but like season 3 of Enterprise. Like give me that. Give me a mission where every single episode ties to the previous one. And it's like reading a book. Every episode is a chapter, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, not mm-hmm. episode with this title and episode with this title. Just let us know this new crew. Let us let us explore new things and new, you know, new life forms and new civilizations. Meet some old aliens, but keep it to a minimum. Meet some new ones. And that's how I'd want it. I want it I'd want it to basically be to the point where it would not be surprising to me if they did the Netflix model and dropped every single episode at once. That's so the type of show yeah. that I want of Star Trek. So you can binge it, maybe a little bit more on the lighter side of things. That I don't care about. Oh, no, you don't? I, like if you want to make it dark, make it dark. I don't care. Well, one of the big criticisms of Discovery season one, especially, was oh, it's too dark. They're dropping f bombs. This isn't really friendly for the younger audiences. And now we're getting an animated series for kids. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, they're definitely making something for everybody. A part of me would love to have some of like the more lighthearted moments that TNG and Voyager had. But of course, with the morals, messages and meanings and the exploration aspect of it, definitely. See, when I say dark, you, Char, know specifically what I mean. And like when I say dark, I don't mean like Game of Thrones or Westworld right. or anything like that. Right, like, right, right. I don't want a rated R Star Trek. I, I want a PG-13 Star Trek at the most. And, um, I like, yeah, when they dropped the F-bomb in in Star Trek, that, that got a huge eye roll from me. I'm just like, you guys are trying too hard. Uh, but <laughs> I think it's just Tilly being my soul sister. But, like, when it comes to, like, I'm like, I'm okay with dark thematic uh, material. I'm okay with... Um, Thing were like moral ambiguity. Um, I don't want it to necessarily be literally dark, where you can't see what's going on in the cinematography. But <laughs> all our generations. <laughs> yeah, all our gen. Uh, no, I actually really liked the the cinematography in generations. Um, the lighting, though, man. I mean, I loved it. I loved oh. it. I did. But that's a discussion for another time. Okay. Um, but no, like I'm talking about, like it's okay, like I'm fine with the direction that Discovery has mostly has taken. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's absolutely okay to mix in some more of those lighthearted moments as well. I, basically, long story short, I'm okay with darker thematic material, but I don't want it to be obscene. 
Yeah, I'm definitely with you there. If they do go on to darker themes, that's fine. Just please do it with purpose. Don't have gratuitous violence and don't kill people off for the sake of killing them off. That sort yeah. of a thing. I mean, if, yeah, we're, we're probably going to see dead bodies in a phaser fight. That's a kind of a fact of life, right? But yeah, within reason, within reason. Within reason, yeah. So do you have anything else that you want to bring to the table? I do. Now, Discovery, one thing that's been kind of fun, and I do hope that they eventually kind of circle back and do a little more of this is earlier in season two, we had a nice visit from the Enterprise and number one who, hey, where where is she? What's going on? Can we see her again, please? We only had just a couple of scenes. We need more. We need more yeah. burgers and fries and habanero sauce, please. And a milkshake. So anyway, <laughs> One thing I thought, the storytelling format of that, that might be really kind of fun, and I know I've made plenty of arguments for this in the past. I'm sorry if this is old and tired, but I want my Enterprise C story, okay? (laughs) And one way we could possibly do this is maybe a little bit of back and forth where we take my other idea that I talked about earlier, talking about the Romulan perspective and the Klingon perspective in this weird kind of shaky part of history where there's tension between the Federation, the Klingons, and the Romulans, going from each of their perspectives. And so it maybe isn't always centered on the Enterprise C, but of course they end up being the heroes. And so even if we know the outcome, it'd be really fun to see how the events shaped that ultimate event. Mm -hmm. And so we're not always going to see Captain Garrett. Is she going to be the hero? Yeah. And then, of course, we've got to have some nice funky tie-in with yesterday's Enterprise and Denise Crosby. Can we find a way to get her to guest star? I think so. Um, (laughs) That would be fun. And so I kind of want to see that tag team a little bit where we're going to see the Enterprise here and there, but it's not everything. Yeah. I think that sounds like a great miniseries or like a a one-off, like an eight-episode season. And it's a limited event series. I agree. You're thinking what I'm thinking. I don't see this going on for however many seasons they want to exhaust the thing. No, I think they write a story from beginning to end, and it's maybe 10 episodes tops. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I can see that. I think it's a pivotal moment in Federation history. And it's something that we know very little about. And I I think it it would be very cool to see. Yeah. Can we flesh this out, please? Now, with my, I hate that I'm going to say this because <laughs> this is really from like a real world perspective and not so much what I want, but okay. it's inevitable and it's time to have a Starfleet Academy show. Well, isn't this happening? Is it? I thought something I can't keep is track in development. Anymore. I mean, honestly, they're doing so many new things that I'm not necessarily keeping track. But I thought that they were developing something having to do with Starfleet Academy. Or am I wrong? Is it the Lower Decks thing? And that might be it. And I it might not have nothing to do remember. with the Academy. They've been talking about this to death, though. Yeah. that's. I feel like it's going to happen eventually. And so basically the reason why I'm bringing it up right now is if a Starfleet Academy show is inevitable... Would you want to focus? Would you want to make it a four-year show and focus on one series of graduates? Uh huh. You know, just like okay, we're going four years, maybe a fifth year where they're out exploring, doing their own thing. Like maybe that's what we could do. And so we're just like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, um, 
And, and so, off you go. You know, is that the show? Or do we do it from the perspective of the professors? Ooh. You know, the academy trainers. Like, so it's like kind of like a Boston public show, you know, like where, <laughs> you know, Ooh. where like the, the students are kind of in material. It's really about the, about the professors and the, and the trainers and everything like that. Oh, man. I had never thought about that perspective. And maybe that's why it intrigues me more is doing it that way. I feel, I don't, you could definitely go on longer with that one and you could do more varied things. But I feel like ultimately they'll probably do a blending of the two where you will get like, it'll, you'll have these core group of students who are just kind of like the best of the best, you know, maybe they're Red Squad or something. And <laughs> uh-huh. you'll get a few key professors who are always in their lives and who like will pull, have them pull up a chair and sit down and say like, you know, when I was your age, you know, like give them their old wisdom and everything like that. Um, I think... Uh, I think that's probably how they would go. When would you want this set? Would you want it post-Picard series? Would you want it 24th century? Would you want it 23rd century, 22nd? Um, how, would, how would you want it? I wonder if this would be a good way to return to the 24th century and keep it fresh. 24th or 25th? 24th. 24th. So we're, so we're talking about TNG, Voyager, Deep Space Nine era. Right. Where maybe they're even referencing people that we know like wesley crusher so like wesley is running around like he's there right now we don't necessarily even have to see him but maybe when the whole thing comes out with the shuttle incident maybe how are people talking about that at the academy what are people saying how is that going down that's interesting yeah that's interesting so it would be a prequel but the fanboys would calm down because it's a prequel to something that they really, really like. Right. So maybe this is how we could get them to shut up <laughs> by giving them that, something that they would want. I I would be okay with that. I'd be okay with old 24th century, but I'd also be really okay with new 25th century as well. See, I think with the Picard show, not knowing entirely how they're going to portray the 25th century, that's making me take a step back until we have some definition. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah, me. I, I can get that. I understand that. Yeah. And then meanwhile, I mean, if we did do 24th century, it's that familiar look, that familiar feel. Now, would we want to do, would we really want to throw it back, do more episodic storytelling where, yes, they're going along in the Academy, but... Start to finish, every episode is its own entity. I think this would be this would be a, an episodic show. This would be a purely episodic show. I mean, I mean, like you'd have the theme of oh, it's freshman year, you know, like I'm new at the academy, I'm trying to make friends, and uh-huh. you know, like you would you would have that lighthearted teen college stuff going on. I mean, that's just that's just the nature of people at that age. Um, but at the same time, I feel like if you want to th- thread in something like an like you'd thread in an overall theme but mostly it would be episodic i think yeah i think that would really work i ideally for a series like this and you know what this show actually is it's been done before it's called saved by the bell (laughs) (laughs) it's saved by the bell starfleet academy edition now you're either gonna love that or you're gonna hate it yeah, I'm. I'm definitely of the mind of no. Like I, I'm. I'm hoping for a. Oh come on! Uh, you don't want a Mr. Belding teaching at the academy. No, I want something. <laughs> I. I don't want something jokey, but I also don't want something as schmaltzy as Dawson's Creek. But on the Dawson's Creek, Ugh. 
Save by the Bell scale, I'm definitely going to be skewing more towards the Dawson's Creek. <laughs> I mean, when you're dealing with young adults who are still figuring life out, I mean, there is going to be a little bit of that no matter what, because we all had to go through it. We still are. And with this, I mean, like some of your classmates may die. And, yeah. You know, Starfleet's like, risky. A, Starfleet is risky. And also, like, there could be the, you know, the the flight school episode there could be the um the disaster training episode where they maroon you you know uh <laughs> yeah people trying to prep as much as they can for the kobayashi maru and discussing how they yes. failed yes absolutely that yes, would be we kind have of an fun, entire actually. episode de- dedicated to the kobayashi maru 100 percent. i would freaking love that and who has written it for this era so one thing that i'm not which we we've talked about before one thing i totally don't dig on is like there these these two ideas come up every single time anybody talks about what kind of Star Trek show they like to see and it's always a medical drama and a legal drama <laughs> and uh-huh. I have no interest in a fictitious medical drama because it's without the basis of the characters and other things happening you can't do that every single episode because it's all magic. It's all make-believe. It's all. It's not rooted in real science. And so there's no real drama, except for when you do it every once in a while in a show with characters that you care about who aren't just there for the medicine. Well, right. It would be ER in space. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. That's a stupid notion. <laughs> I don't think we need that show. We can have the drama in sickbay and the interpersonal relationships on any other show. It happens. Yeah. We don't yeah. need it to be centered around sick bay. Like it's not really about the futuristic medicine. No. So it's about the people involved. Yeah. I'm with you. We're shooting that one down. Also, legal drama, oh barf. Well, that's that's the thing, is that like with a legal drama today, we have established rules, we have established law, and even if it goes ridiculous or unbelievable or they find loopholes that are like a century old and everything like that, it's still rooted in actual law that you can look up today. With a legal drama in the future, you can make up whatever rules you want and have any kind of out that you want because it's the future. Right. And so these laws haven't been written yet. Exactly. So then you get to create a whole doctrine of a justice system for the future. Okay, great. Uh, That doesn't mean anything because it may or may not happen. Right. And it's, it's again, like the drama is gone because it's all made up. And like, that's one reason why I could never really watch CSI is because it's a sci-fi show. This nothing like CSI is not a real show. It has so few things rooted in reality that their technology and their methods are so beyond ridiculous that it might as well be classified as sci-fi fantasy. And so when I see that, I find no drama because... It's all made up. <laughs> it's all made up and the points don't matter. I've never really watched a whole lot of CSI, so I'm just going to take your word that it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, people love it because it's gone on for a billion seasons. But it's regardless. For real. So do you have anything else that you want to uh, that you want to pitch or any other ideas that you want to noodle on? No, those were my two main things was an Enterprise C that t- kind of tag teams between the trifecta of Klingons, Romulans, and the Federation. And then... Uh, the conjunction with P- the Picard show, which 
now that we've discussed that a little bit, I kind of hope maybe we get some bonus episodes based on what's going on from the other side. I'm just going to throw that out there, CBS. The only other thing that I have to say, and the problem is, is that this would be a show just for me. Uh, <laughs> like it's This would not be a good move. This would not be smart. You would not be able to get funding for this. Maybe it would make a good limited event series because this is definitely not something that would go on repeatedly. I don't think, unless you did it in a very different way, but I would want to see an entire season of them building a starship. Oh, now you know what? This is a facet of the Star Trek universe we've not seen in great detail. No, and I would love to see that detail. And again, like some people could throw my own logic back at me saying, well, I mean, this is all made up stuff. It doesn't matter because the engineering (laughs) isn't real. The science isn't real. But the thing is, I would love to see the core of engineers behind it and their struggles to get something off the ground where it's a, they pitch a design, they try to get it approved, then they're like, great, now we have to build it. Do we build it in space? Do we build it on the ground? How do we do it? And I would love to see the development of the Galaxy-class starship. I would love Ooh. to see that built. And you'd have like, a, you'd recast the Abrams and, <laughs> nice. you know, like have that. And so that's why I'm saying like it would last a season. And then it would end with, um, you know, something much closer. To, like, it would end with somebody meeting with Picard saying, we're thinking about making this a new flagship design. That would be really cool. Would Leah Brahms be the lead then? Uh, I don't think she necessarily has to be, but I think that's a good starting point. Or would she be more of like the Michael Burnham of that show where she's the connector to all the other people? She might not be the senior most member is what I mean. Uh, again, I'm not quite sure. I think I think mm-hmm. I would want her to be heavily in the cla- in the in the in the cast because it's her engines, and that's a big part of what makes the Galaxy class starship so formidable. Is that like it has such powerful engines and it can continue on so strong and so steady for so long, and um, but also like I would love for someone to lay, there would be an episode or two about the saucer separation and getting it right and. That would be you know, cool, like the episode like where they do the test run mm-hmm. and make and it happen or not. Yeah. Oh, that could be fun. My other thought with this kind of an idea is building the Enterprise B, and then it ends with half the stuff isn't even installed until Tuesday. They're pushing and pushing and pushing, and how chaotic is building the Excelsior class? I think that would be that would be such a lit down because like you're building up to. <laughs> A horrible launch. Uh, it, it really would. They would be failures in our eyes, and therefore, just the whole thing would be pure crap. But part of me thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have a to, horrible black heart. If you wanted to make things a little bit more modern, you could do instead of the Galaxy class, you could do the Sovereign class. Where now that could be interesting too. Yeah, where it's they like after the after the Enterprise D is destroyed, they're like, okay, well, we have something for you. And it's being built right now. Yeah. I don't know, though. The Galaxy class, that's just so endearing in our hearts and minds. That yeah. would probably be the way to go. I think you're right. I think you're right. All right. Well, everyone, uh, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. I, I hope you've enjoyed some of our ideas. Uh, we would love to get your input on what ideas you liked or disliked or think that wouldn't work or maybe you would want to tweak to make them work even better or if you have your own ideas we'd love to hear those as well and if we get some good ones maybe we'll list we'll list them off on the show 
what you can do is go to the nerdparty.com slash contact, select Punch It from the drop-down menu, fill out the form, it'll send us an email. You can also find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find me personally on Twitter at the Insane Robin. And you can find me at Oh the Profanity. And I just want to say to our listeners out there, thank you for all of your feedback. It's been insanely cool. Very good stuff, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and if you haven't already, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You can leave us any kind of review you want, but if you give us five star, we'll mention you on the show. Well, Shar, that is the end of I what I think is a great episode. And next week, it's going to be great again because no matter what we do, we're going to punch it. Ready for warp, sir. Let's punch it. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.